we we got to really figure out how to do this cold uh. open. I have no idea how to do it. Do we just start? Do we just start talking about Runeterra and then the music starts? How does that work? I don't think we actually talk about Runeterra on this podcast. No, we never do. We talk but about heat changing t-shirts. We, we talk about heat shirts, and then the music starts, and we start talking about games. I guess. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rude Terrible Radio, episode number 10. I am your host, The Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Saucy Saucy Mailman. What's up, That's buddy? me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We are mere seconds into the show, but it is feels like it has been five hours since we started uh, recording because... Uh, tangents and, and heat shirts and whatnot, but we have a lot to talk about in the Terra world, and we are joined by none other than Cosmic Plays. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Super excited to have you here because we are in... It's kind of like... It's almost like this is... We're starting to really get into the, like, this is where the game... The game is at a point where a lot of games start like uh-huh. collections are starting to get built, people are getting into a groove. A a meta of sorts has started to develop. I think we're still seeing a lot of back and forth, but a meta of sorts yeah. is starting to develop, and uh, it's a really interesting time to be playing. Yeah, Legends people are starting era. to figure out what cards are actually good, uh, right. what what like decks they actually like to play. Uh, yes, like, that is another good one too. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a really good time to be playing. So, and I'm sure if you're listening to a Legends of Runeterra podcast, you probably agree with that. Um, but if you were <laughs> unsure, go download it. Um, yeah. But we're, we're going to be talking a lot about about a lot of blah, 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 blah. I can't talk. We're going to be talking a lot about that. But let's talk a little bit first with our guest to give a little bit of context and background to him. So, Cosmic, tell us just a little bit about yourself. And where you come from, what what brings you to Runeterra? Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again. And uh, for those that don't know me, I'm Cosmic. I've been doing TCG content for about six years. Um, a lot of that was actually in tabletop. So I've worked with companies called uh, Force of Will and Bushy Road. We're kind of mm-hmm. the two big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you might notice, actually, now that I don't have the green screen up, you can actually see them behind me. Um, I was also one of the content creators for Team Liquid when Artifact was around. Um, that was like my first journey into kind of streaming and kind of moving over the digital side. So it's a card game. I'm going to play it. And I've been having a lot of fun with Runeterra so far. So it's been pretty good. Um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to the balance patch next week. But overall, <laughs> I'd say it's been a pretty solid, well, I guess, first three weeks going into our fourth week here. Yeah, it has been it has been super, super fun. What 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 decks have jumped out to you as someone who's played so many different games over the years? So I am a, I'm a bit of a degenerate, I will say. Um, this is also going to get into my what was one of my favorite cards. I love combo decks. So mm. beyond all this, probably my most experienced background comes in Magic, and I've played basically nothing but combo decks in Modern mm. and Legacy. So nice. I love everything Ezreal. Um, my hot take maybe for the next card that goes onto that watch list is actually Ezreal because it creates a lot of unfun interactions or you know instances of the game that you can't really play around because everything's burst speed. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming they don't want that in the game for something that's so combat-focused. So... Um, 
after I get to Masters, which is knock on wood sometimes this week, I'm going to be playing nothing but Ezreal decks to try to get it, uh, try to get it banned, basically, because that's what kind of... <laughs> Well, Love it. That's that's awesome, and uh, uh, you may appreciate this, but one of my uh, friends locally, Magic player, uh, got is part of the reason, or was maybe the straw that broke the camel's back that got Splinter Twin banned. Uh, he won a GP in 2015 with Splinter Twin, and like the week after they banned Splinter Twin in Modern, so... <laughs> Yep, that was one of my first modern decks, and I miss it dearly. And hey, unbanned Splinter Twin, it's 2020. It's yep. not even the worst thing out there anymore. True. Yeah. Also, I'm with you, though. Yeah. I was also a Splinter Twin guy. I was a Splinter Twin and a Birthing Pod guy. And uh, Yeah, I was big on Pod. Here's a, here's a deep cut reference that neither of the p- other people on this podcast, and probably no one listening to this podcast will get, but this harkens back to my very first podcast. But shout outs to Alex Bianchi. Uh, that's the person who got. That's my friend that got it uh, banned, but it was a meme on one of my old podcasts. So there's gonna, maybe I, if I'm lucky, there's one person listening that gets that joke, but it will probably make their life that I said it. Um, but okay, so we gotta we gotta get we gotta get this out of the way because it's still a heated debate between myself and Saucy, and I think we've come to some sort of an agreement on Baby Shark being a, a, a legitimate board guardian. He's he's super cute and great. But who is your favorite board guardian right now? So I am all PNZ gang. So I'm all about the PNZ board. I love T hacks. I love all of that like steampunky good design. I'm sorry. That's just I love it. I love all of. See, this is uh... this is actually the reason that I wanted to bring Cosmic on this show. I secretly knew this, and I needed more points in my court because uh... everyone's like. Ooh, baby shark. Ooh. I'm like, no, hey, baby Listen shark is here. good, but Gromp gang. gang. T Hex, T best guardian. Easy ground. Now I will say the shark does have the best like click on animation where he does like the vomiting out the fish. Now that's yep. that's pro. They got they got me on that one. But overall, still got to give it. To- it's yeah. I mean it's the easiest grump I've ever had in my entire life. But that's okay. That's okay. Doesn't matter. I don't need people on my side. I know I know my truth. Okay, you can't take that away from me. I know my truth. Um. Let's talk about some cards. Cosmic, what are your favorite cards? Obviously, you already talked about Ezreal a little bit, but what like there's so many different cards, champions, spells, uh, followers. What's your favorite here? So I try to pick one of each. Um, and I, I was putting this list together and I realized it just shows my level of degeneracy. Um, <laughs> Cornea, I love because it focuses spell heavy decks, and then Dawn and Dusk, because again, combo driven, and it's a card that says this has to get banned or changed at some point. So, like, all three of those, and Ezreal being the other one, try to, for my champion of pick, all three of those just go well, so, so well together, um, or just enable some very degenerate things to happen. So, uh, in terms of favorite three, definitely there's, like, things that I want to break and or see them um, get enough play to where they have to be changed. Those are definitely my three. Oh, man, that is, I mean, those are some super fun cards. Karina has actually been a really... Oh, I love her. I, I, I did not expect her... There's like a bit, I don't, I don't, I don't actually know if there's a cycle of them. There might be of these like almost like legendary type followers that are like these big yeah. expensive followers. Like there's one that I found in a list that uh, I think uh, magic players know him as Josh Utter Layton or Raptor uh, and Mogwai actually posted. It's a um, PNZ Noxus like control deck that has um Jay his name's like Jay Hamaden or yeah, Medina Medina or something Medina. like that. It's something like that. I don't know what his name but like I've been playing him and I'm like, hey, I didn't know this card existed when I first saw it. 
I'm like, um, I like searched it on the. I'm like, I've never yeah. seen this card in my life. I've, I've still been running into that where like, if I'm playing, I'm like, I don't know what to play, and someone will give me their deck list. I'm like, I've never seen this weird ass <laughs> card. Let's play it. That was the. Uh, I finally played the. I think it was the back alley barkeep. Is the guy oh, who makes yeah. like a, a random card for every time you play yes. one of his. And the whole deck revolved around like you, you made the ephemeral copy of him and you just made more copies of him. Yeah. So you just filled your hand with garbage and like you just had random crap the whole game. And then but it was, I was like, I've, oh, yeah, it was a cataclysm deck though. It was that's like, awesome. that's how you got the random cards. Yeah. I I saw a tweet from uh, Yoel Larson, who is a magic player and was an artifact player. And uh, he was playing in an expedition and was playing back alley barkeeps and then got a Cataclysm off of the back alley barkeep that had the 15 charges on it, and he won. He's like, there wasn't it's a so lot weird. of cards I could have got that won me the game off this, but... <laughs> that was one of them. Yeah. I would be tilted off the face of the Earth of Ours' opponent, just the oh, one yeah. ungodly chance of that happening. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> I guess I'll just quit the game forever. Yeah, well, especially since I think, if I recall correctly... Back alley barkeep isn't even just spells. I think it just gives you a yeah, random, random card. Words. It's not even spells. Yep. So it's like, yeah, you got a one out of the set. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a ruination off of him in one game against a, wow. an aggro. It was against a misrate deck, and I won because of it. I'm like, I guess this was good. <laughs> yep. Well, the uh, I guess that makes up for all the times I've gotten. Um, Oh, what are some spells? I there's some spells that are like just useless. Like they don't do anything unless they're in a com- combination with something else. And I'm like, well, I guess uh, I hope I get a spell that lets me discard something so that I can get yeah. some value out of this. Um, I mean, um, that's why we play those cards, though, right? Because you're waiting for like one out of fifty chance to hit that miracle, and then you just ignore the forty nine times that it failed. You're like, no, listen, I gotta really focus on the one time it did the thing for me. Yeah. Do it for. Yeah. Best card never happened. ever. Best card ever. Saucy, I don't know. Have we ever talked about our favorite cards on the podcast? Like Probably. Our, I, I don't know. I think if we, we did have. like episode one. About, yeah, we've definitely talked about our favorite champion. I don't know if we talked about our favorite card or not. What, like off the top of your head, maybe not your vi- very favorite one, but it's like, what's a cool one that you like a lot? Just a uh, Avarosian Hearthguard is probably my favorite, Ooh. like non-champion. Just like anytime I'm playing Freljord, I'm playing three of those. It doesn't even yeah. matter what I'm playing; those are just going in. And yeah. and his buddy Omenhawk. Omenhawk is so good in in that, that vein. Nerfed. In that vein, <laughs> yeah. in that vein, uh, I think um, not Bull Elnuk. What's the Troop of Elnuks? Is oh one of my yeah. I love that card, even though I got completely ranched in my six. I was six and oh, not even I had six wins and I like went back and forth and lost a couple. I was six and oh, and I had a nasty Fiora deck like my deck was busted and I had a I had a bad I, and I had run pretty good. So I'm like, you know, all my bad luck is getting pushed towards the end and I like have a bad mulligan like I, I open up a hand. It's like. Three drop spell, four drop spell, five drop spell, four drop spell. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to ship the whole hand. I just need one of my three Fioras and anything else in my deck. And then yeah. I mulligan that away, get like a very similar hand. No creatures or no followers. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, so I, I'm like drawing. I get nothing. First two turns, nothing. First, I don't have a creature to play until turn four where I draw the three mana one one that buffs every creature in your hand. 
Oh, he's so good, though, right? He is when you have creatures, but not <laughs> when he's the first one you get on your fir- fourth mana turn. <laughs> that's so rough. So, and, th- and that's not even the worst part, because my <laughs> opponent on the following turn, so turn five, plays Bull Elnuck and gets five Bull Elnucks out, or plays Troop of Elnucks and has yeah. five Bull Elnucks out, and I die. <laughs> That's insane. I died. I'm like, okay, I'll take the bad luck on on the draw. And like, it wasn't even that I kept an unreasonable hand. Like, if I was like, okay, I played a greedy, I kept a greedy hand and I got punished, I'd be like, okay, well, well, whatever, I'm an idiot. But I mulliganed away a bad hand, got a bad hand, drew poorly, and then my opponent literally goes turn 520 you. I mean, I got to say, though, that is one of the most fun archetypes that you can build yes. in expeditions and if i'm on my free ones you better believe i'm doing that at least once because just the feeling your opponent just like slink into their chair lose all feeling out of their body mm-hmm. we're like look at this crazy 20 power on the board that i casually play on turn four and turn five for you how's that feel it's like oh god why is this happening to me i did make it up for it by getting a seven win run with poros so that was that was pretty sweet uh did you okay. know did you know because yeah. i did not know this until i played the deck that uh Tuft of Fluffs, when it when you play it, it combines all the other Poros on the board and you get all of its abilities and all of its power, right? Like, that's that's mm-hmm. known. Did you know that it just has a... When it dies, it resummons the 4-4? Yeah. <laughs> just, I saw that. I'm like, oh, man, he, like, had a vengeance for my, like, 26-26. I'm like, well, that sucks. And then it, he kills it, and I'm like, I still have a 4-4. I'm like, uh, am I missing something here? Doesn't it sure doesn't say it on the card until you play it? <laughs> so that was that was cool. But um, we've talked about most favorites, Cosmic. What about your least favorite cards? So the one that sticks out to me, and I'm gonna I I wrote this like last night as a note to myself, and then this morning, um, again, shout out to Mogwai, and this is at no no way trying to discredit what he did, but I hate Timo because it's not in a good <sighs> spot right now. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but both Mogwai, I think that was the list he hit Masters with, Mogwai and like two other people have built this Teemo Shadow Isles deck, which is getting people to Masters. And I will swear on my life and throw down right now, <laughs> it's not Teemo that's doing it. It's the Shadow Isles package. <laughs> I want everybody to know that. It's a fine deck, but it definitely goes to speak of how strong Shadow Isles is. But if that's the shell that gets Teemo there, one, fine, I guess. But two... We probably need to rework the guy because that's mm, probably not the best spot for him. So Timo is my, uh, and again, I love degenerate decks. So go figure. That's what I'm going to complain about. But Timo needs some love. And I just cannot for the life of me believe that Shadow Isles has got to be the place for it. I I refuse to (laughs) accept that as a fact. Yeah, but bro, you just make like a bunch of ephemeral copies of him and just keep attacking. Like (laughs) just I guess doubling. (laughs) I like. No, I was playing a. Actually, last night I played a lot of Teemo Reanimator because you just play <laughs> Teemo as your only champ. You th- three rekindlers. Uh, you play the Scribe of Sorrows. Anything that like, or even play the Mist card, the three mana Reviva dude who died that turn. Yeah. So you just play. You're just tr- and you just just Teemo all Teemo all day. <laughs> all <laughs> right, man, I, I just gotta accept my L in that case, but I was like, I want something else there. But yeah, maybe you just have to revive him. Hey, maybe the twelfth Teemo is the one that gets you there, yeah. right? That's that. Yeah, it's not if if at first you don't succeed, uh, puff and puff again. And then anytime they play one elusive creature, you just concede the game and right. move on. That's what we call <laughs> exactly. a go next. 
What's that? A oh, two, two for three? Yeah. Can't win. Yep. <laughs> Ship it. <laughs> All right. Timo, because he needs some work. What's your second least favorite card? So I don't know how much experience other people have in terms of games that pass priority back and forth. Mm. Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy. Fantasy Flight Games is very known for this fact that all their games have uh, L5R being a more recent example. They love this priority pass system, Star Wars Destiny. But in Runeterra, we already have a couple cards that say, I'm going to take one priority, but summon 20 different things. Um, in that case, and this is partially due to just how strong uh, Hecarim is, but for my unit, I went with the Rekindler because it just cheats a board state. You get one priority sequence, you put that on board, you get a Hecarim, so you basically get to plus three in action when your opponent has a single opportunity to respond, and it just creates huge swings in board state. So I think this falls in the same issue of uh, Dawn and Dusk, where mm-hmm. on average, it's probably not that threatening, but when you combine it with these things that already plus the board so far, or push it, like Dawn and Dusk and Nivea was a previous example to where, where this would just get yeah. broken. You push these things too far, so is it you know, we change Hecarim. Do we change the Rekindler? Um, I guess my vote here, I'll just say that Hecarim is most likely going to get changed on the 18th. I, I think that's a very safe bet. He loses Overwhelm. That's kind of my hot take. But yeah, I think they need they need to be very careful about all these plus plus priority actions. I don't know a better name for them yet, like mm-hmm. the Rekindler. Mm-hmm. Um, Hecarim that summons two more units. Like any of these go-wide strategies, um, Wayfinder is another one, but you have, you have to work for Wayfinder, right? That's the, right. Yeah. That's the drawback. You have to build your deck in that direction. Right. And the payoff but any is two you're one cheating cost. multiple units is not not okay in a past priority game. That is a really good point. That I mean, I've played Star Wars Destiny and and some of those other games, so I definitely understand that. But I haven't played them as to the extent that I played Magic. So like the past priority isn't as big of a thing. That is not like on my mind of like, oh, this is this is flipping the switch. This is triggering the alarm. That's like this is broken. This is broken. It's like zero cost spells that's that's my magic thing like if it makes mana if it, if it makes mana maybe broken maybe broken yep. if it draws cheap cards maybe broken maybe broken if it has hate maybe like all these things but it's like yeah when you only have when you can go when your sequence is i do one thing and it plays the equivalent of three turns worth of or three priority passes worth of stuff and your opponent gets one and then it comes back to you and you just go attack yeah, that Get is him. a big thing. That is a big thing. We did talk about Rekindler way early on. That we what did we call them? I think we called them like the Candle Boys or something like that because we couldn't yeah, think of the something name. Stupid. We that was that was my like. I think I that think was, that one, was my, your like, first one or episode. two favorite cards. Yeah. In a closed beta, I yeah. loved Rekindler. Yeah, I definitely think it's one of my favorite cards from like a flavor perspective. Mm-hmm. And in on average, again, I think it's okay. But then with things like Hecarim, just push it far beyond that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of the last thing mm-hmm. on, on the multiple priority things, that's why Harrowing costs as much as it does, right? Because Harrowing gives you a full board in a lot of cases right. where you have a very limited opportunity. If it's Ruination, if it's Winter's Breath, uh, Deny, obviously. Um, I guess we should give credit to Deny <laughs> where, we, where it's deserved. But, you know, it's it's so strong of cards you find. And then Rekindler's, what, a six, five, six drop. Um, and you're six just getting drop, yep. so much power back with it. Yeah. And I mean, it, the other thing, I mean, I like Rekindler as a card. I think it is a cool card. It is a very strong card. The other thing about Rekindler is that, like, it's worded in kind of a weird way because it's like revive the champion, which is like, okay, if I'm thinking about this from magic, right? You revive or you bring something back. It's like there is a 
copy of that card in your graveyard that you bring back. You bring back that instance of it. But Rekindler's like, nope, if it died, it can be revived. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't go... There's not a state of being undead, right? Like, you're always able to keep reviving it. So if you play two Rekindlers and the original Hecarim or whatever the champion is is still out, you just make an extra one, which is yeah, exactly crazy. That brings up a good note, and we actually had to go into support to check this, and I don't think a lot of people know this, or at least it sure as hell caught me off guard. If you have a, let's say, for example, Hecarim on the board and you use the spell version of him and your Hecarim hasn't died yet, if you play then the Rekindler, it'll give you a Hecarim because you played the spell copy. It's probably not going to come up all that often, but it's absolutely busted how that So all spells still count as that unit being in the graveyard. I haven't been able to test that, but that is what support has set back. I haven't had a chance to test it in friendly, but um, it came up in the official Discord. So um, kudos to maybe anyone that wants to test that for sure, but they said that's working as intended. So drives me drives me wild. I mean, it kind of logistically makes sense. Because you're playing the, they transform into. It doesn't matter. That's kind of wonky that that's yeah. how that yeah. works. Oh my god, that's insane. I mean, and that actually, that's an interesting sort of tangent to go off on because if revive is pushed as a mechanic, all of a sudden, anything that revives a champion is more broken than we think it is because you just yes. play the spell and it's and you get it. It's not even like. I mean, you think, oh, Trindamir is not a good example because his spell also cost eight, but, uh, like, you can play Hecarim, or, yeah, you can play Hecarim for three mana and then revive him with whatever ability or whatever revive they come up with in the future and, like, cheat him out early with, with something like that. So that, like, actually kind of limits what they can do or, I guess, what they probably should do with the yeah. revive sort of... I mean, it's not really a keyword, I guess, technically. It's more of, like, an ability... I don't know what you would call it, but it, it really kind of limits that. So, yeah, I'm... I'm I like the Rekindler. I think he's cool, but, yeah, I uh, he's... He's a tough. He's he is expensive, or he's not expensive. He is very powerful for not really that much mana. It's like, yeah, he's one of those cards, especially in like expedition. I love playing him in expedition because it's like anything. I mean, anything that's a two for one is generally going to be good. But this is like just like a two for one. But it's like too big. It's a big two. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real big two for just six mana. I definitely think they're gonna have to bring down his stats, um, three three minimum, because it's just how much value you're getting back off it. Right. Uh, for six. Right. Yeah. I mean, at min, I mean, the the weakest champion is Teemo, right? So at minimum, he is a uh, five five one of the power of which is elusive, and that's yeah. plus anything that <clears throat> any ability that the champion has. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. He is pretty good. Any anything else, Cosmic, on your on your list of least favorites? And this one, I think, is just more of a. And I let me rephrase. I think a lot of this is we're all tr still trying to figure out how much we value burst at and where that kind of falls in from their de design philosophy. Mm -hmm. But how the hell back to back costs five? I will never understand. <laughs> that card is easily the best burst spell in my opinion, and has done so much for Demacia. Now again, Demacia needs something. 
But I think we need to buff the rest of their stuff instead of back to back being just as absurdly strong as it is in basically all situations, right? It's offensive, it's defensive. You can abuse the shit out of it with relentless pursuit. It does right. everything for you for yeah. five. Yeah. When you, I mean, Mark of the Isles is a good card. It's a very good card. But when you consider like, oh, well, you can just win out of nowhere with Mark of the Isles. It's like, uh, yeah, there's a spell that costs five and does it twice and doesn't yep. kill your guys. <laughs> yeah it keeps them alive yeah it's it's insane that is one of those cards that i mean that's one of the um and you can you can check out uh saucy and my uh expedition video about playing around things uh (laughs) uh, shameless plug there um youtube.com slash saucy mailman for that one um (laughs) (laughs) you thought i was you thought i was gonna stop didn't you um five minutes smash that bell um but that's one of the cards that's just like, well, uh, they've got, f- they're attacking. It's like they're attacking, they have full mana, they're Demacia, and they're setting up a weird attack where they're like jump attacking. Yep, they have, they have back to back. Okay, so how can I block that doesn't get blown out by back to back? Um, okay, first step is hit escape, <laughs> second step is hit surrender. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's real strong. I, I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, I was starting to see like a handful of the Mistrate decks that were using Demacia just for back-to-back instead of Ionia for Denies. Yeah, back-to-back and uh, Dawn Speaker usually, I think, were the two. Yeah, and it's like the... those are the two Demacia cards. Yeah, and the, the other thing about Demacia is like, it's like there's some like cool, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's there's challengers, but it's like the core of that deck of the elite deck at least is like it's just three threes for three <laughs> like yeah take your pick of three threes for three and you get to play those so it's kind of like big bears yeah it's a uh, uh trained armadons uh, yeah <laughs> with abilities or uh call of the herd for uh you old school magic players that card that card was 35 dollars at one point by the way it's a it makes th- a three-three elephant for three <laughs> mana and has flashback for four. That was a thirty-five dollar card when I started playing. Broken, too good. Yeah, so too good. Much value. It's just, it's just unspeakable amounts of value. Thank you, yep. Blue Green Madness. Shout outs to all the old OG Magic players, the UG, the OG UG Madness players. Saucy, what's your least favorite card, or like one of one of the ones you just hate playing against? Least favorite card. That's tough. Um, I really don't like Dawn Speaker. That card annoys mm. me a lot. Uh, and it's probably just because I'm playing like I'm always playing the greediest control decks possible, <laughs> and it makes it makes like just ma- yeah. math really hard. Yeah. When you're like, I really can't kill someone this turn because he's got four mana open, yeah. and he's playing Demacia. I right. know he's got at least three copies of Dawn Speaker. Yep. And it's just powerful. Like the card, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just it annoys me. Yeah. So the one I kind of hate. This one's going to seem really innocuous and is kind of... Don't a, say Teemo. No, no, no. It's not Teemo. <laughs> this one's kind of dumb, and, and it isn't. It probably isn't even a good... It, it, there's nothing wrong with the card, but the, the one... I don't even know the name of it. It's the 4-mana 2-3. Um, it is the 4-mana 2-3 that when it comes into play, you give a creature... Or you give a follower or a unit plus 2 plus 2. It just oh, pumps up a guy. I don't even know. Or it's Ron, a Ron, Blade Smith. Yeah, or Blade whatever. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's not the most powerful thing. It's not like broken or anything, but it's just like the, and it, it's him. And I guess a, a, a bunch of other uh, followers as well that just have 
the immediate, I guess, sort of like pseudo burst or like slow burst effects from creatures or from followers that are just like you play it and it happens. You can't do anything about it. Cause like, it's not even like a broken thing again. Cause like that card's not like super overpowered. It's just like my brain is like, Oh, you play a guy. Okay. End of the battlefield trigger goes on the stack. I'm going to kill your guy in response, but you can't do it. And like, for some reason it's clicked for me already that like, I can't do that with burst spells. Although it is yeah. still a little bit frustrating with like um, all the freezing spells um harsh winds and uh was it frostbite i think is the other one they're just annoying to play against because it's like burst oh your guy's frozen you can't do anything about it it's like oh okay uh, yeah. but i'm i'm like I'm, I'm like used to that now but it's just the creatures for some reason i think it's because there's other ones that like like rasa and some of the a lot of the other ones like their ability goes on the stack and you can react yeah. to it that it just like it feels off to me that like you can play this guy and pump up your Fiora and it's like, well, I, all right. I don't know. Let me tell you about my love. Then, uh, what was it? Trifarian assessor. The one that just draws you a shit ton of cards. When you get to like plus three oh, or plus yeah. four off that just randomly and your opponent can't respond to it. Yeah. Cause again, I come from mostly magic as well. It's like, am I cheating? Am I yeah. the bad person? Like, how is this? It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh yes yeah although if you're playing Noxus you're really not the bad guy you're kind I thought that Noxus True. I mean, back in the day not back in the day before the, the, the back we, in my back day. in my day three, three weeks, weeks ago. yeah I was gonna say three <laughs> weeks ago before we had beta uh man I still want the five I still want five cost two drops to be the the thing but it's not gonna be the vile feast ruined that for me my five my two mana five one vile feast. I have I have a new I have a new entry for the card that annoys me the most because uh, I, I just I just remember this. I'm in. Let's hear uh, it. There is a card from Demacia that is a two mana one four named Border Lookout. <laughs> one, the art makes it look like his arm is forty eight feet long. It, it's it's like a horn. But <laughs> yeah. two, the yeah. reason that he annoys me so much is Piltover and Zahn has a card that's also a two mana one four but also domes your opponent for two when he attacks yeah. with the boom crew rookie just yeah. strictly better yeah there's the nerf there is that you're playing pnz as uh reddit pointed out to us i think someone whoa, made that comment whoa whoa whoa, whoa. oh hey. oh reddit let me tell you reddit i'll Not show okay. you i'll show you my seven win pnz decks uh i have at least <laughs> i have at least 150 no i'm kidding yeah, uh, today. I mean, I'll play, I'll I'll play P and Z all day. Give me, give me the spells deck. I'll I'll play it. Play a bunch of zero mana six sixes, two mana six sixes. I'll do it all day. Um, yeah, Rod, Rod and I almost got seven wins with a uh, like crazy control um, cataclysm deck in P and Z and expedition. You know what card is in P and Z? Ezreal. There True. you go. True. Good faction. You know what else is in P and Z? T hex. Let's move on. Okay, you know what? You 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 Reddit was right. Uh PNZ no, no. Uh, <laughs> I take that back. I'll never say that. Um okay, Saucy. We got some news this week. Let's talk about a little bit of news. Yeah. So this That's article came out. Uh ooh, that was terrible. I didn't news. like that at all. Um so there was a the um Legends of Runeterra, the communications lead, uh, Dylan Buckner. Um, in an interview, he confirmed that when basically going forward, what they're trying to do is when they nerf cards, um, 
if they buff cards, whatever, if when they change cards in the game, they're not going to be refunding uh, any of your crafting materials. So like oh. if you come from Hearthstone, if they nerf a card, they'll give you your dust back or whatever. Um, so their philosophy going forward, instead of refunding you the crafting materials for them, um, one, they're trying to make it so free to play that it doesn't, you know, infuriate you that you didn't spend $5,000 on this deck, like a magic deck. Um, But two, they're trying to make it to where every card at least has some way that it can be played still. So -hmm. that if they, you know, they nerf the rekindler or whatever, and now he's a two, two and people are mad, like there still be, well, in the future, they'll still be like a rekindler deck or, you know, by Mm -hmm. whatever. So uh, yeah, exactly. So they're trying to, instead of like, they're putting the, the work on their hands to make Mm -hmm. the cards all, uh, playable and keep them from just nerfing something into the ground because people are mad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, in in my in my heart, I hope that happens. <laughs> I love to see things like, you know, that that are playable. Mm-hmm. But in my jaded card player, <laughs> like experience, here, yeah, like <laughs> you know, when when the best deck gets nerfed and it's not the best deck anymore, people don't play it as much. Right. So we'll see if we'll see how that goes um i do hope that people i mean okay never mind i know people are going to rage no matter what they yes. they can they Correct. can give yeah they can give you everyone they be like, all right everyone gets two free champion wild cards well why wasn't it three like no matter what people are going to get mad i spent my first two weeks playing this Timo deck and now i can't do it anymore yeah exactly that um so i i i'd love to see this happen and i hope that it does you know work like that um, but I don't know. We all know how Reddit works. So, <laughs> what do you what do you think about this, Cosmic? Again, I think if anyone has played a card game, a single other card game that has ever had a ban or a meta shift, rotation, what have you, people stick to a deck. They love playing it, and if you take that away from them, they're going to be mad. So, I love the idea of this. Everyone gets to play everything, uh, fantasy world, but. They are putting one hell of a goal in front of themselves to hit. And it might take until the end of set one, right? Until they get that kind of balance. And then before we know it, set two is going to drop. And then you're introducing hundreds more cards. And it's like mm-hmm. you start that entire process over again. So, yeah. man, kudos to Riot. You guys pull this off. My hat's off to you. But holy shit, it's going to be difficult. Yep. Yeah. It also depends a lot on what is... And they probably won't say this because it it's something that they probably want to keep close to the chest what actually what what is that it says it says it right here in the in the the write-up regions should have at least one competitively viable deck what does that mean what is competitively viable they're specifically saying competitively viable what does that mean does that mean it can get have a 48 percent win rate at plat and higher or something like that like that i mean whatever i'm wondering what their definition of competitively viable is because it's like if you can get a win on the ladder, it's like, okay, right. We, oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and whereas like our in-game tournaments or any other kind of bigger tournaments to kind of support this, right? We just have the ladder as it is today. And mm-hmm. if you look at people who are in Masters and right, they have the right to do so, they're just playing completely jank decks right now. So I'm sure they're just giving out free wins too. We don't have like an isolated, you know, dare I say vacuum of a tournament to say, hey, here's what placed high, here's what made top eight, here's what their win record was against other people who are bringing those types of decks. So that entire element of balancing, in my opinion, is still missing. So maybe we get it later, but I think that's a key element of kind of what they want to start going towards in terms of balancing overall. Yeah, I mean, is competitively viable 
based on tournament play? Is it based on the ladder? Is it based on a certain part of the ladder? Is it like, that's also big because it's like, if we're playing like a conquest format, then the, the, the decks that are competitively viable are different than if we're playing a different format, um, which is different than the ladder. So. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of how this works is going to be determined by how, like, if there's competitive esports, how that those end up working, mm-hmm. um, because we all know that a tournament meta is completely different than a ladder meta. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe there is this like viable like Teemo deck that is only good for tournaments because you use it to counter whatever. Um, it you know who know who knows, not us, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean. This is going to deter some people, and no matter yeah. what they do, it's going to deter people. I just like, I feel like the corner case of like, well, I only got, to, I only get to play a couple times a week, and um, the deck I was playing got changed, and it's not that good anymore. It's like, I mean, that sucks for that person, um, but also is that person like, well, I was only playing two games a week, but I wanted to be in master. It's like, well, yeah, bro, exactly. Bro. <laughs> and it, it's tough. It's tough too, right? Because we all know you can't cater to everyone. There's going right. to be those. But like, I would rather them like not cater to the person playing two games a week. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather them cater to the people that are playing at least, you know, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this happened, you know, I came playing a lot of Hearthstone and I, there was a, a very broken card in that game that was a, essentially a zero man of five, five it was called corridor creeper. And the yes. card was absolutely broken. Uh, it got nerfed very fast. And one of my friends, he, he calls me just angry. Like what is blizzard thinking? They nerfed this card. I'm so mad. Cause that was my favorite deck. I'm like, cause it's the worst card for the game. Like for in general, the majority of right. everyone, everyone knows it. He's like, but this is the card, the deck I'm having the most success with. I'm like, yeah, cause it's the most, broken he's like well i'm not playing anymore and he quit hearthstone like he's like this is too much and he quit he quit yeah. the game altogether and yeah. like he went on twitter and like was tweeting at them and all this stuff but like like people form emotional attachment to decks mm-hmm. um and some people will only play one deck because and we may see it more in runeterra specifically from people that come from league of legends because mm-hmm. even streaming I'm, I'm sure you guys have noticed people come in like oh uh, i don't like ezreal in league of legends so i won't play him in legends of runeterra right. Or you know, it's it's with Timo always. Like I can't <laughs> believe you're playing Timo. He's so toxic in League. I'm like, I don't play League, yo. I'm just trying to get mushrooms in this deck. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's going to be very interesting with that because there's a lot of that with this game. Yeah, I will say I'm openly worried about the server, the the, the official Discord server, just being in a complete meltdown mode whenever those patch notes go live. Because I'm sure, again, it's it's going to be that vocal minority. I'm sure, but there's going to be someone coming in like, I can't believe. Shadow Isles got nerfed in the ground. That miss got changed back to being a 4-2 and all this other stuff. Like, I know someone's going to say it. I just have to prepare myself for it. But look, <laughs> Shadow Isles is getting hit next week. You should know that by now. You should get ready for it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it, I get, like, the Hearst, the Hearthstone thing where you get your, you, you know, you get dust or you get to... Yeah, you get full dust for disenchanting them. Uh-huh. It doesn't even really feel that good either. I mean, it kind of does because no. it's like... I mean, you technically get back what you put in for it, kind of, but it's like, it, it still never felt good because it's like, well, especially if like a whole deck revolves around the thing that got nerfed, right? Like that's right. like, like if they nerf a card called Birthing Pod, 
<laughs> suddenly right. the entire deck no longer works yeah. in magic all of a sudden so. not just my birthing pots are worth nothing so are my and then list the rest of the non the entire the deck. deck minus basic forest yeah uh <laughs> your lands always carry value right there's there's some parts you get out of it's true not, but, not uh, a lot yeah not uh let me tell you the foil uh japanese uh birthing pots did not retain their value um not at the same level but yeah i mean i i mean you get nothing in real magic and you pay a lot more for the cards when they when they ban things. The wizards did not issue a bunch of uh pack vouchers. Giving out tokens. They, 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 hey, we banned Oko. Here's a booster pack cuz that's what you opened him in was one booster pack. Like, They're going around to local game stores like, "Hey, I noticed you're playing a Simic Oko. Here, here's, this is a pack. Here's I'm four sorry. Pa- here's four booster packs. You're going to need this next week. This is of Tark here. <laughs> Here's a Theros Reborn booster pack for you. Um, Biggest oof. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) tabletop magic is. I mean, I I put. I mean, Saucy and I both, and and you as well, Cosmic, have put so much time into that game that like I I love it. I'll love it forever. But also, uh, I hope you're a stockbroker as well as a competitive player if you want to actually play the game because. Oh boy, and you get nothing. I got no. nothing when my Jace the Mind Sculptors got banned the actual week to a day after I bought them on eBay. By the way, I was a second year college student when that happened, and that was a lot of money for me. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, people who are going to complain about not getting their one wild card back, um, I, got, yeah. I got nothing for you. <laughs> and we'll see, like, I think for now, this is totally fine, right? Like, with the base set, there isn't that much to begin with. Like, I don't, I'm sure you guys have most of the cards that you're looking for already. Like, we, Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, with a base set, it's fine. I'm more curious to see four years down the road when we have all these expansions and things change. Like, I'm curious how that's going to change when, you know, this whole uh, methodology of things not getting mm-hmm. refunded, whatever. But I think right now, it's totally fine. I, I don't think there's any issues with it right now. Like if you're, if you're that angry that your common, you know, got like your mist wraith got nerfed, you're like, I'm super mad at this. Like I'm super mad. Card. Why did you, you don't nerf need my favorite card? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fearsome is fair. <laughs> I think overall that brings up a good point though. And we have yet to see it and I'm sure they're going to make some kind of announcement or just, set two rolls around happens there has to be some kind of catch-up mechanic right mm-hmm. eventually for this because there's a shit ton of cards just in the first set mm-hmm. um which was super awesome of them to do that but we're adding potentially three wait yeah th- potentially adding three more regions this year and that's not like a light i feel a lot of people are saying like oh cool my region's gonna get added you have to keep in mind they're most likely going to add as many cards as that there are for current regions so you're looking at adding 200 cards for a region at once assuming they want to be on like that same scale as the others so right. you're going to be dropping a lot of cards throughout the rest of this year so if someone comes in year two you got to have something for them you yeah. just need it yeah i mean they're i mean we talked about this i think with charmer a few episodes ago like we need they're they've got to have something to help the mobile players when when that yeah. drops like some sort of like new player bundle or something to help people get caught up um but yeah, I even mean, if I think they should just give everyone the most important cards, just give everyone three Teemos, and then that's enough to build any competitive deck. So everyone be true. happy. True. Any truers in chat? Um, 
Speaking of speaking of true things, uh, we can talk about the meta right now. And uh, I mean, we got to give credit where credit's due. I thought I came up with a good name for a uh, fearsome aggro deck, which was Mono Fright Aggro. And then Charmer came in and, and said uh, almost missed lethal and just was blew good. it out of the water. Like kudos, shout outs and kudos to Charmer. Man's a legend. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is the goat, um, as they say. But nonetheless, mist wraiths are in our. Are, I'm sure in your games, almost no matter where you are in the ladder, from the top all the way down to the dregs of silver, where I am right now, uh, you're going to be seeing some mist wraith. Mist wraiths. How, what has your experience been with uh, in the meta so far, Cosmic, with with mist wraiths, and and what have you been seeing? So I have uh, officially have joined Team Bad um, as of last night, and I went like 16 and 4 with the list, oh, and it's just ridiculous. Bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> as in I, I'm the evil person doing mists. Um, the deck is just nuts. You have so much value in it. And this, again, goes back to the earlier point about um, Rekindler. You, just pay, you can just play this super fair, super board trade type of deck, mm-hmm. and then you play your Hecarim. Maybe they have a vengeance for it. And then that very next turn, you play Rekindler, Hecarim is going to come back. And Rekindler is still a 4-4, which is really good in that matchup. And then suddenly, you have such a huge tempo swing coming back in your favor. It's like, I don't feel like I'm playing a game. I'm playing whoever gets to their 6-drop and or your Ladros just spikes off, right? It's It doesn't feel good. Um, I will say, though, as much as Shadow Isles still needs to get tweaked, I significantly hate Elusive more still. <laughs> and I hate Rally, and I hate back-to-back. And it's just kind of that package. I think once Shadow Isles gets removed, if they don't change like Lifeblade and Shadow Assassin, those are like my two big picks, Elusives is just going to be all over the place and it's not going to be any healthier. It's going to be worse, in my opinion. I really like the Elusive Rally deck and I think it's far more degenerate than the Shadow Isles is. The difference is Shadow Isles just has a better on average matchup against more decks. And that's the only reason why people are complaining about Mists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... um, I mean, it's it's just such a... It's it's like a, it can be aggressive because like you can get the elise you can get the elise draws and get like the spiders going, and but the other thing is like you have the fast uh you have the fast like uh spiders and then also um mist wraith draws but then like the mist wraiths and the wraith callers just keep pumping up and like. Mm-hmm. The fourth one that you play is like they're all just five twos and they trade with everything. So it's like not even like it's not even an aggro deck in the traditional sense where it's like, well, I'm going to front load everything and go under what you're doing. It's like I can do that, but then also I have great mid game and also I have fantastic late game <laughs> with Ledros yeah. and Rasa. Well, yeah, and I think Cosmic, you said it said it best. Like the reason the deck is so good is it doesn't have any dud matchups. Like it's very consistent across the board, um, and like we've seen that in other card games when a very strong aggressive mid range deck is really good, um, because I mean that's what makes mid range mid range is you have the ability to be super aggressive. You can go late game. Uh, Ladros is a card, um, and Hecarim like on his own. I mean that's a card we've seen where there's been like very slow control decks that just have it like with no synergies with him just because he's really good and has to be dealt with. And then you'll see super aggressive ones that just top out with Hecrum because he's really good. Um, so yeah, like uh, the deck is just good. and doesn't have any matchups that are just unwinnable. Yeah. I mean, and even that, and even in that, 
in that world where I think, I mean, there's always the discussion of is the deck the best deck because it's the best deck or is it the best deck because the best players are playing it? And then also off of that, is it the best deck because the best deck, the best players played it and therefore everyone else is playing it? Because if 100% of the people are playing the deck, then it wins every game. Right? Yeah. So I do think, and I think we talked about this. Um, maybe we talked about, I, I'm all my podcasts are blending together. I don't remember what I talked about when, but uh, we need some sort of like, incentive whether it's a tournament or like something on the ladder or like being number i mean there is technically the ladder but like once you hit a certain once you hit um master it's like okay um right now at least we need something that incentivizes people to be the best and keep winning because like like i mean you mentioned it earlier cosmic like once you hit that level it's like yeah we're just gonna play whatever we want now all of a sudden let's bust out the Elnuk deck and just start playing around with it because I'm streaming and I want to have fun while I'm doing this instead of just grinding mystery matchups. But getting up to that, it's like, well, if, if, if there's like a pro tour, a traditional pro tour for magic for Runeterra right now, level one would be the mystery deck and all of the best players in the world are like, okay, how do we beat the mystery deck? And then the next level is, well, how do we beat the deck that beats the Mr. Eighth deck? Because we need, and, and then also doesn't lose to the Mr. Eighth deck. So, like, yeah. that's the the calculus that, like, you, even in other games, Hearthstone and, and Magic the Gathering, you only see that at the top levels. When a new set comes out in Magic, the meta, like, there's, like, a week or two where, like, people are playing at, like, a Star City or something, or, like, online, online uh, games where it's, like, okay, the meta in air quotes is set and then the pro tour comes team channel fireball or this team or that team has this deck that is kind of out of nowhere and breaks the format. And then that's the biggest thing. It's like, because they're incentivized by, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to win this. Pro yeah, tour. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm, uh, I'm definitely seeing a lot of, uh, mistrates in my games and, uh, that might be because I'm playing them. <laughs> I am definitely the bad guy. But speaking of the bad guys, we did get a tier list from Mobilytics. Yeah. Uh, Cosmic, actually, do you want to talk about this? Because I actually found this from your tweet earlier today, um, the Mobilytics uh, tier list. Do you want to chat about this? Yeah, so I can talk about that a little bit. So for those... Um, if somehow you're following Terra and don't know Swim, Swim is doing a shit ton of work for the game and kind of like leading this charge of compiling all this. Um, I'm sure there's other people who are kind of working behind it, but uh, it's basically just a review of here's the decks that we're running into, here's kind of where they're um, listed out. And what's nice about it, and I think it's mostly Swim who's writing these as well. I tried to slide into his DMs about a few of them because there's, <laughs> there is a, still a few typos, so I, I will you know admit that as well. Um, they try to just link whichever is the most popular deck that's on there, but it might not be the version that you're currently seeing. Um, and what I mean by that is there is a list that, well, if you read the description, it'll say like, oh, and Deathmark is Sneaky Chariots. Oh, and Deathmark is used for this play, which for those that don't know the card, it's the one that changes a, um, if you have Ephemeral on your unit, you pass it off to your opponents, and it's a removal spell, basically. Um, that card is mentioned in the write-up, but is not anywhere in the list. So... Yes, please take that with a grain of salt. But overall, it, it's a very nice snapshot and a lot of what you will expect to see if you're someone who is grinding the ladder today and if you want to know, like, hey, 
what type of cards are most likely these people playing with these two region combinations that are playing these champions. You can go to that list, you can look it up, and you're going to find at least some semblance of an idea, especially if you're newer to the game. I 100% recommend looking it over and, uh, you know, do your homework, right, and then study up on the meta. Yeah. Oh, and they update it every Tuesday, if I remember correctly. I guess that's the other thing I'll, I'll slide. Yeah, I mean, Mobilytics has been just absolutely... I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the show. It's been fantastic for just, I mean, what it's doing with the deck tracker and deck list postings and mm -hmm. just seeing what cards yep. are being used and all that stuff. I mean, it's just so much is great, and I can't wait to see, like, once we start getting tournaments and if they can track tournaments and stuff like that, it's going to be uh, amazing. And obviously, the interface is great. Um, hashtag not an ad, guys. I know it kind of sounds like it is. I know. Um, I do, I, full disclosure, I do know... Um, some of the guys from Mobilytics, but this is not a paid sponsorship or anything. So just uh, really like the, the, the service. And um, yeah, I mean the, again, the kind of the, the other side of the coin for something like this, that's so good is like, this is, this is automatically by default, the level one and people like, I mean, honestly, like me who aren't like, I'm not a deck builder. I don't care. I mean, ironically, because I play a lot of expeditions, <laughs> I don't care about building like super great top tier decks. I don't care about like coming up with a brand new deck and having it be my own. I just want to play the best decks and then tweak that and play a little, a couple of different things. This it, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of again. It's like, Oh, well, this is the S tier deck. So everyone's playing it. And now that's going to remain the S tier deck because so many people are playing it. So yeah. I don't have a like proposition for what we should do about that other than like what you said, Cosmic is like do your research and actually like think about the matchups and, and, and whatnot. But yeah. And I think the other big thing is just like Cosmic said is like it, this is good to see a snapshot of here's the decks. Um, it, it, I, I've already had a couple of people that have said, well, this isn't my favorite version of this, or this isn't the most tuned version, or this isn't the best version. And it's like, well, it's not meant to be like, this is the end all be all best list at this exact mm -hmm. moment, you know, at, at seven twelve PM my time Wednesday, <laughs> you know, like that's just not what it is, but this gives you like, if you are the kind of person willing to that, if you do like building decks, like mm -hmm. it's a good, these are at least a good foundation. Cause I mean, I love doing that when I find a deck, I really like, like trying to figure out how many copies of twin disciples do I want to run? Right. Like being able to tweak, like, even if you're in the mirror match, like, being able to all right if i'm going against this deck 80 percent of the time what decks what cards can i change to get an advantage in the mirror match stuff yeah. like that you know um so just take these as like a building block of here's you know mm -hmm. what we're seeing here's what's going to be on the ladder because guaranteed other people especially as you get higher up um you know when you are you know diamond you know masters mm -hmm. other people are looking at stuff like this you know the better players are going to be looking for data they're going to be analyzing other decks and so if you're not, you're doing yourself a disservice because they are. And that's a good point because if you actually, so I guess casual plug for my, well, Mr. Burks is someone in my Discord made the list. But if you look at it, the kind of the evolution, if you were, of the, all the misrate decks, they went from playing zero vengeance to playing a couple because you want to kill Hecarim to now people are playing Rekindler because you just, they waste their entire turn using vengeance and you go, oh, sorry, I'm going to undo your last turn and now have a 4-4 four, four on top of that. So mm -hmm. you need to review these lists, figure out where those weaknesses are and then evolve because this does change. I will say the one thing I'm surprised about for how limited air quotes here progression is in terms of your card acquisition. It's kind of insane how much the meta has been changing, at least yeah. in my opinion. I was not expecting that coming into this. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty surprised at like how many, like how many decks I have right now that I could play. Yeah. Like I can play 
like just looking at the tier list, like I can definitely and already have the top all the S tier decks built. Once we start getting into Noxus <laughs> decks, I'm like a little bit I'm a little bit light on the Noxus cards, but like yeah, elusives I can play, Fiora deck I can play, Heimer Control I can play. Like I have a lot of the you know A S S and A and even B tier decks. Like I have the majority of them, and we're what three weeks in, and like I haven't even bought my wild cards for this week. I don't even know if I'm yeah. going to want to honestly. Yeah, I I didn't buy any except for the champion cards. I didn't need to. And and what and, and saucy, what did you snap craft three of your uh, champion? I cards? bought I bought I bought my three champion cards, instantly made three Teemos, <laughs> no regrets. Strongest no, choice. No re Brave yeah. bold move, God. Let's see if it pays off for. Yep. Now, and the best part is, uh, the number of copies of Fiora I have is in the zero digit. So <laughs> you can count it on uh, zero hands. Yeah, I can count it on no hands. Hey, this is your PSA for everybody that's watching this. Please make your Fioras before you make your Teemos. That's our pro tip of the... Uh, no one... Hard disagree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fiora is one of my favorite cards. Uh, that's definitely one I've talked about before. But we are uh, pushing on some time here. So let's jump into what has quickly become... What has, within the matter of two weeks, become our largest section, which yeah. is listener questions. Um, which is great, and you guys are awesome. And uh, make sure you go to discord.me slash radio to join the Discord, or else we'll have to put your name as redacted in the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tease, we tease. But uh, we do have a listener question section, so if you want to have the shot at us reading uh, your question on the show, that's where you got to be. Yeah, we can't get to all these. There's no way we have like ten. So let's yeah, we can get we, a few of them. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we got time for a couple, but let's uh let's Saucy, I'll let you pick one and start us off. Here. Uh this one's easy, so let's talk about this real quick. So KT seven 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 asks, How would you feel if they added new leveling up animations as something to purchase in game? Give it to me. That is my answer. I want it. <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen because that's a lot of uh animation time but man if they had and just well the you know we can't change ezreal's because his is the best in the game but if they had you know some other ones you know i'm in give it to me i like draven's level up one. Oh, it's good what's my Dude, name draven it's pretty sweet um yeah i mean Give me more things to spend my money on. That's what I want. I don't know if I would buy a lot of these because I don't. It would depend. I think that's something you buy like one or two of. Like you, you have your favorite champion. Like mine would be it. Like if they had another Ezreal, whatever, I'm buying it. Or Teemo. Like if there's another Teemo one, I may never even play Teemo. But when I do, my opponent knows how much more I love Teemo than they do. True. I want cool ones. I want ones that like if you hit diamond in a season, you get to get the diamond animation for your for your champ that would be cool what do you think cosmic i think for me it comes down to not the level up animation but i'd love to see and there's this been it's been trending on twitter a little bit uh in the runeterra world but like that golden animated background so mm -hmm. the reason why i'm not for the leveling up animations is only because you don't see it every game so there are going to be you know you might play 10 games in a row where you don't see it and then you feel feel bad for making that purchase so you want something that always has an impact if people are going to be spending money on it. Now I want to take that one step further because I did retweet it earlier. 
I want them so badly to include that kind of golden animated background as the level 20 region reward for set one. So you get to level 20 of that region, you get that animation for you, obviously one of each champion because you'd only need one. Mm. You'd get that animation unlocked for that entire region. So like your Garen, your Lux, and all that would have it. Because in my opinion right now, one of the key things missing is some kind of reward for when you hit level 20 yeah. um, in any region. And if you guys don't know, there's no congratulations. There's no animation. There's nothing, nothing in the game right now. And you. that's super depressing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, just that's a good idea. It, it, just blanket statement. Just give us more things to spend our money on um, because I know that I probably will. Like there's some things and like leveling up animations and even like the, I mean, I, th I talked about these before, like the, the golden like card animations, I think those are really cool. I don't know if they're for me. I would probably buy them because I want the you know the coolest thing or whatever. But, um, I you know put them in because people are gonna like them and they're gonna want to pay money for them. Is 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 my thing. Um, Cosmic, was, do you have one? Yeah, do you have one of these questions one? you want to answer? Um, I'm gonna go through it just because uh, I think it's an interesting discussion. But Silent Eric asks, are there any mechanics from other popular card games that you would not want to see implemented as they add more regions or champions? Personally, I'm a big fan of mill decks, but I know some people dislike mill or offensive hand discard control. And I'm picking it because that last one, I am a huge fan of Thoughtseize and Inquisition of uh, Kozlik, <laughs> which are just discard cards from Magic. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, I want it, but I don't think a lot of people would like that uh, as well. But mm -hmm. if everything is going to be burst speed, I think we need more ways to interact in the game. So I don't know if discard is the best way for it, like a targeted discard, but I'd like to see some other level of interaction against burst spells in general. So Mill, I know, is probably not going to make it with 40 cards, but hand disruption or hand uh, targeted discard, I'm all about. Something like duress, maybe, where you'd have to hit a burst spell type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very interesting. Like if it like specifically only hits followers or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I uh, could see even like if there was a region that like that was a big theme of theirs. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I don't play League, but isn't there like a pirates thing? Like, wouldn't that be cool if the pirates had yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna look, yeah. take that away from you? That would be cool. I think it would be cool, even though it's like, even though it's actually better, it almost feels different if it's like you steal a card from their hand and like put, like capture a card. Ooh, you can, I mean, this is a, a pretty big thing or a, a common thing in Magic the Gathering of like steal a card or capture uh -huh. a card from their hand and when it dies, you get it back. Like that's a thing in Magic that we could, uh -huh. could definitely do. Um, One thing that, I do not want to see implemented. And because of how Runeterra works, it's pretty obvious why they wouldn't do that. Um, is something like uh, Lotheb or something that takes away your mana for a turn. Oh, because yeah. each turn is like also your opponent's turns. So yeah, like... where it, like if it stopped their spell mana from working or something for a turn. Yeah, I mean, I think even that is is big, but just like anything that denies mana from your opponent is just mm -hmm. such a like literal game loser because you need to be able to play things to interact at all times. Um, so even something like Lothab where it's like, well, I can't play spells this turn. It's like, guess I lose right now. Yeah, I guess I'm not gonna win the game. Right, <clears throat> something like that would be really tough to balance around. Uh, yeah in this game what about you saucy I, I think one of them one thing that like it's not even like a mechanic but the thing that i am scared of the most 
is if they ever implement a way to make your opponent draw cards, I think that's when Teemo is actually going to be broken. <laughs> like if you can fill their deck full of puff caps and then make them draw a ton of cards. Yeah. Like I think that's when <laughs> I think that, and, and that could go not even going along with mill. Like if you're just drawing them some cards, like it's, I think that is when Teemo gets broken. Yeah. Cause I mean that theoretically can be balanced, right? Cause they're getting the cards. Yeah. They're um, getting extra stuff. Yeah. That's a, that is uh I mean, I like it. I, and I want to see Teemo. They they promised us they promised us that each card will be competitively viable in at least one yeah. deck. So there has to be a Teemo deck, right? I think that's one of those right. like there's a lot of mechanics like that where like coming from card games, you learn that the quote unquote downside of cards is usually the best part about cards. Like sacrifice effects, for instance. It's like oh yeah, look, uh, the glimpse is really bad. You have to kill one of your guys to draw two cards. Oh wait, the Undying exists. You know stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, man, glimpse has just been so good because it it's, it's like so it good. counters your opponent's it's not a fun card. Yeah. It's so broken. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like a mediocre card in Magic at best. Like there's literally the same exact card, and it's mediocre in Magic. Yeah, crazy. Um, okay, we'll do one more here. Uh, and again, sorry everyone who threw questions in here. Keep them, keep them coming. We are, we will. Uh, get back to some in later episodes and we'll keep uh we'll keep on keeping on and getting to as many as we can given our time but this will be the last one for this week this one is from uh cal uh cal cal yadini uh man i butchered that worse every time i said it um keep going Cal, uh, they they ask, will the lack of activated abilities and or tapping eventually uh, eventually unhealthily limit design space possible for Legends of Rune Terra? Unhealthily limit? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're many 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 years away from that. I mean, there's nothing like that in Hearthstone, right? Yeah. There's no there's nothing that's like tapping in Hearthstone. Mm, no. Besides the hero power, I guess, but nothing on uh minions that is like tapping in Hearthstone and like you know, I have my opinions on Hearthstone, but I wouldn't say it has unhealthily limited the design space. Um also I don't know if they've ever said that they wouldn't put this in. I mean, you you could. It's not I mean, they've done they did an artifact where like with the passing priority, like it just cost an action to do, uh, um, to do uh, an ability. Like it's not yeah. out of the realm to be able to do something like that. You stole my example because I was exactly going to bring up artifact, <laughs> but I think it's a very good spot to have a discussion and to put it on a, ch a future champion. I would hundred percent expect some champion in the future to get activated. Yes, it's going to require you to use one of your priority passes because mm -hmm. we already know how strong that is in this game. So. If you're on defense and if you're trying to spend time using activated ability, you could get heavily punished for it. Like, that's a very real thing. So mm -hmm. I think this game uh, has a space to add it and absolutely will. Probably in year two would be my kind of guess mm -hmm. uh, after we get the regions added. That's probably like their next step of de design philosophy that they end up adding. Yeah, especially since, like, again, this is the base set. And if you look at the base set for anything, it's pretty tame in terms of what the game becomes in general. So 
Yeah, yeah. And, and like this has been a pretty spicy base set. Like some of the mechanics are mm-hmm. very confusing for a base set. It's it's Fiora. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, they Fiora. have an alternate win condition in the base set. Just saying. Lidros. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's an interesting one for a vanilla set. Yeah. So this uh, is hands down the most fleshed out vanilla base set that I've ever played any card game. So I major kudos to the. I yep. mean, Kaijudo though, bro. Uh, pretty pretty on top. No. Uh, no, I mean, it was still kind of basic. And also my, my, uh, getting in, we're getting into inside Kaijudo and I'm only bringing this up cause I'm pretty sure we talked about on your stream cosmic about playing Kaijudo. Um, yep. my picture of Kaijudo is from the first couple sets. So not just the base set actually. So now, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of the cards were cyber fiend or, uh, not cyber fiends. What were they called? Cyber Lords. Cyber Lords was Lord, my deck. Yep. Blue black cyber lords was my deck. Um, good times, good times. God, Kaijudo. Kaijudo! Uh, sorry, everyone's ears. I had to do that. Um, that was the thing we used to do. <laughs> Loved that game. Okay, guys and gals and everyone, that's going to be the show. Cosmic, thank you so much for joining us today. Sell out, shout out, plug, whatever you'd like. The floor is yours. Yep. Thank you again, for guys, for having me. Of course, my all my stuff is right there. I've uh, had a name change this year so it's cosmic plays everywhere now thankfully and uh i'm very close to masters and i'm going to be streaming after this so pop on over if you want we're going to grind out the mist deck until we get to masters so i'm going to hate myself for a few more nights but hopefully we get there but uh yeah cosmic plays on discord every literally everything you guys can yes make sure you do that saucy where can people find you on the internet yeah uh i'm just saucy mailman everywhere um YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all those places. I stream, what, four days a week. Uh, a lot of YouTube stuff. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. We did a did an expedition guide here with Blevins. Yes. It was a lot of fun. The deck that actually ended up doing good. I that watched you play it. We almost got seven. Well, yeah, we by got, we, we I got mean ranched you, at the you end. almost got seven. I, you, were there in, you were there in heart. I mean, I saw the games get played, so therefore yeah. it was me. I, mean, I thought if it was me, I would have gotten the seventh one. Uh <laughs> He would not have because we oh, were playing like, Heimerdinger Noxus. Heimerdinger Donger. It was great. And I will sacrifice my sellout and shout out to mention that Cosmic Plays is spelled with a K, K O Z M I C P L A Y S. I got there. I used my last wish to free you, Genie. Uh, <laughs> and now the Genie's gone. Uh, but you don't need to follow me anywhere because I'm irrelevant. What is relevant is discord.me slash rune terrible radio at rune terrible on uh, Twitter, deckpicks.live as well as rune terrible.com. Make sure you go to those places. We got all that good stuff going on. Get your listener questions in. Show us. Send us your deck picks and uh, all that great stuff because yeah, we're deckpicks.live. Gonna... It it works. You think we're joking? Check that it. It is our website. It, it is, is our website. Deckpicks.live. Uh, deckpicks.live. And also, if you're listening on iTunes, leave us a review. The reviews are super, 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 super helpful to growing the show on iTunes because iTunes is stupid. But that is yeah. all good until next week guys enjoy your games uh and uh we'll be talking about some more legends of runeterra next week see ya